Welcome to Hallmark and Chill. Please join us as me, Nina, along with my husband, Dean, and from time to time, our dog, Beckham, rate and review Hallmark movies throughout the year. We are going to discuss, and sometimes, if not all the time, argue, laugh our asses off, and rate these oftentimes ridiculous movies. Thanks for joining. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallmark and Chill. Tonight, we are going to be covering Hallmark movies and mysteries. Time for you to come home for Christmas. This movie originally aired on December 8, 2019, and it stars the lovely Allison Sweeney and Lucas Bryant. The synopsis reads, when Catherine returns home after her husband passed, she meets a veteran who is on his own holiday journey. As Christmas nears, they learn of a bond that may be the miracle they need. So this movie starts off with a gentleman by the name of Tyler, and he's playing in a band. I think he is playing guitar from what I remember. And he's kind of like looking for someone out in the crowd, doesn't see them. We kind of know why. He eventually stops by um, a bakery, and there is a girl there by the name of Tyler. So we just, Tyler. <laughs> name of Catherine. Oh my. Doing one too many of these podcasts. He stops by a bakery, meets with Catherine, who we can just assume is his girlfriend. And she ended up missing uh, the band playing because she was trying to get together some, I don't, can't remember what she was baking exactly, sugar cookies maybe, some kind of cookies. It's a bakery. It could very well be anything. Doesn't matter to him. He ends up turning on the radio, I think, and they end up dancing together as it's snowing outside. It's really romantic. Then we flash forward to 20 years later and we see Catherine, who's played by Allison Sweeney. Her and her son are decorating a tree that they just got. They live in Boston and she ends up having a conversation with her mom who I think that they're, I don't know where this town is exactly. What did they say the name was? Province something. It could be anywhere on the East Coast because they ended up taking a train there. But she ends up telling her mom that unfortunately her and Will, I think is the name of her son, that they're not going to be coming home for Christmas. And I guess it's been a while since they've actually been home for Christmas. And her mom mentions that, you know, hey, Tyler has been gone now for two years and we love to see you and Will and we really want you to come home. The couple that we saw in the beginning was her and her late husband when they were uh, younger. So that already kind of starts you off a little bit sad. Sorry about that. But they do end up having a change of heart and she, her and Will end up taking the train home. This is where she ends up meeting a gentleman by the name of Jack. She sees him playing the guitar on like one of the train benches before they're about to board their train and she thinks that he's singing for tips because there is a cup right in front of him and she puts I don't know what the denomination was but she puts a bill in his cup and he's like oh hey no I'm not out here looking for tips that's actually my coffee and um, she's extremely embarrassed takes off with her luggage and her kid (laughs) to the train I probably would have done the same thing to be honest but of course it's Hallmark so they end up meeting again on the train and he ends up uh, sitting kind of in the same section that they are and kind of just talking to each other about what their holiday plans are and she was telling him that she's going to be going home to see her family and, you know, she hasn't seen them in a while. And she asks him what he's going to be doing. And he mentions that he is taking the train somewhere. They don't mention where to see somebody. Kind of a little bit of a mystery shroud shrouding around um, that whole thing there from the very get go. Then Jack and Cat. I just, sorry, that rhymes. Jack and Cat. That's really cute. Okay, whatever. Jack and Cat end up meeting up again in her hometown. So it turns out 
out that he was taking the train to her hometown as well. And he is there because, so I guess he's a part of the USO organization. I don't know if he works for them, volunteers for them. Not quite sure. He used to be a service member. He just so happened to kind of be contacted by one of Kat's old friends. Um, her name is Maggie. They were looking for somebody to play in um, their band. It's actually the same band that Tyler used to play in when they were younger because they um, they do like Christmas events. So they're going to have this big Christmas dance come up. Um, so she had put out, I don't know if she put out an ad. She just said she was looking on the USO something or somehow got connected to him. I don't remember the details. I apologize. Either way, he's in town to also be doing that. Um, he's going to be filling in as one of their guitarists for this um, local band. Oh, I already mentioned that. Yeah, he was in the military. So while Kat is in town, she's going to be helping out uh, with the town's dance. Maggie ended up putting her on the dance committee. So her and Will are going to kind of spend some time together because she mentioned uh, to somebody that since her husband died, he doesn't really talk too much to her about kind of how he's feeling, if he's feeling upset or anything like that. He kind of just clams up. So she found it to be maybe a good opportunity for them to kind of get a little bit closer to each other um, during this holiday time. It's one of the band members that ends up telling Jack um, how Tyler died. And unfortunately, he had died, like we said, a couple years ago, and he died in a car accident. Um, and he obviously did not know that he's not from the town. There's a part where Jack is talking to Kat's dad. His dad happens to have this kind of like this really cool old pocket watch and you can see that Jack's really interested in it we don't know why and he's asking him he's like oh hey where did you get that he said oh I got it at the bicentennial uh, that we had so I don't know what exactly it was celebrating maybe the age of their town who, who knows and it seemed like it was like an actual event in their town that a lot of people volunteered at so that prompts him to going to the local library to look at some more informational infor informational man I cannot speak more information about this bicentennial Centennial. So he's talking to the librarian and she's like, yeah, we've got a lot of old um, articles from like 50 years back, something like that. And he ends up finding the article, I guess, that he was looking for because I guess, like we said at this time, he's looking for somebody. We just don't know who and for what reason. All he mentioned really is that he's in this town doing that and that he used to be in the military however many years ago. So there eventually is a connection, but we'll end up kind of building up to that. He had ended up stopping at a, I think at a hardware store because I think he found a member who had also volunteered at the Bicentennial and he wanted some information um, ab about it. Guy ends up calling him back and this is right after he had dinner with Kat and her family and they were going to go like get ice cream or something or no hot cocoa but he has to run out. He's like oh I'm really sorry there's something I need to do so he goes to the hardware store to talk to the to the gentleman. We don't know what conversation they had exactly but he's just trying to I guess get as much resource as he possibly can that will eventually lead him where we're going with this. There's a scene where Kat is kind of returning to her baking roots, as we will say. So her family owns a bakery, like the one that we saw in the very beginning of this movie when she was dancing with Tyler. And it's a bakery that's been in her family, I think she says five generations at this point. But it's something that I feel like, at least for her, I think it's kind of a sore spot just because this is the first time that she's been back in this town without her husband who passed away and baking was something that she grew up with. And, you know, she really grew up with Tyler too. So I 
think it's something that seems to be a little bit painful about at least in this scene it seemed to be like she was kind of getting back to where it all started and she seemed to be really enjoying herself but unfortunately it looks like the bakery may be up for sale her mom is looking to retire and I guess there's this couple in the movie we don't see any real interaction with them or anything like that but they're interested in buying it because they want to turn it into a gastropub I guess the location of this bakery is really really good in this town so it would probably you know garner a lot of business and her mom is seriously considering their offer at this time while Jack and Kat are kind of out and about they stop at um it's kind of like this table where it had it it lists a bunch of names of of soldiers who are deployed one of them just so happens to be Maggie um her husband Maggie if I forgot to mention is one of the members in the band and she originally had played with Tyler too she's their lead singer so her husband is deployed right now and he's a medic and he asks um Kat you know like who is he and like what he does and stuff like that and he had a different name so he was like oh I thought Maggie's husband was named Theodore but on the listing it's actually Edward so I don't know how you get that from that maybe I mean they do call him Teddy so I don't know but she said it was like oh it's a family name so maybe that's just a nickname he's always had but you can kind of see the wheels are turning that he's making more connections about why he's there and the pocket watch all this information about the bicentennial that kind of stuff Kat ends up inviting Jack to her family's annual Christmas party it's there that he's really eager to meet with Teddy who ends up coming back from his deployment I don't know if he's on R&R for he's back for good but then something catches his eye when he's talking to Kat, to Teddy it's a picture of Kat and Tyler and he asks him he's like who is this person he was like oh that's Tyler that's um that's Kat's husband you know the one that passed away he kind of just ends up leaving the room he goes outside and he can see that he's very deep in thought Kat ends up coming out to chit chat with him and just making sure everything's okay and he pulls out the pocket watch which by the way has an inscription on the back that says until dot 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 and he gives it to her and he said hey does this look familiar and she's like oh yeah we give those out to the bicentennial um to those who you know volunteering he was like but do you you know recognize this inscription on the back and she was like yeah um she's like that used to be tyler's he lost it you know years ago and she said that was kind of like a key phrase for us every time he had to leave or every time he was deployed you know it was until they were with each other again and she's like how did you come across this like i'm you know not quite sure what's going on here and he was like you know that i was in the military and he said years ago i was overseas and i got into a rough patch and all i can remember was that a medic had saved me he said i never got their name and he said all this time i've been wanting to come and talk to this person and thank them for you know essentially saving my life but i never i don't know if he didn't have the courage or if he didn't have the time or whatever the situation was um but he was like you know that person was your husband and he dropped this um, and he's like I've had it essentially ever since so it was a really kind of touching moment and she's kind of really choked up she's not upset or anything um, this isn't one of those strange hallmark conflict moments I mean there's nothing to be conflict about and so they kind of part ways she goes back into the party he ends up leaving you know she ends up going to one of the local churches and she's talking to her mom about just kind of you know why was it Tyler and why is she still alive all this kind of stuff and she kind of tells him tells her 
her that, you know, I think for a moment there, I thought maybe I could feel that way again, the way I used to feel for, you know, my husband. And, um, you know, Jack is a really nice person and kind of mentions like, you know, that she really likes him and this kind of stuff. Yeah, like, it was a really touching scene. I, I, I got pretty choked up for sure several times, I feel like, throughout this movie. As they're getting ready for the dance, the uh, Christmas dance that they have in this town, a uh, cat kind of talks to her mom about how she wants to move home and she wants to take over the bakery or at least help her with it. And of course, her mom is none too happy to have her returning home. And she goes to the dance with her son, Will, and decorations look great. He did fantastic being on the committee and her and Jack share a really sweet dance together. And she kind of just tells him about, you know, that it was maybe fate that they met because they talked about it before if they, if they believed in it. And she just said, you know, I feel so grateful to know you and I'm really happy around you, this and that. Of course, what happens, everybody? They end up sharing their end of the Hallmark movie kiss. And that ends time for you come home for Christmas. So we'll move into our first segment, which is our top three WTF moments. And again, guys, I do not have any WTF moments with this one. I don't know if it's be all these sent really super sentimental movies have really gotten me to where I just don't have any WTF moments. So I'm going to pass the baton, aka the mic, over to my husband, who always has at least one WTF moment. I really don't have any either. I mean, I got up and made dinner and did different things during the movie. I don't think I missed anything really though. So yeah, it's just nothing blatantly obvious this time. And it was a military movie too, or kind of a veteran slash military movie. And usually these are the ones that really uh, chaps Dean's ass. But I think it's because like he said, he was gone for a portion of the time because he made dinner tonight. So that might be the reason why. And he's waving his hand. He needs to say something again. I would like to point out I have issues when they fuck it up. The only military people in this were in the background. And it wasn't the same guy following him around like that one other movie. I don't remember what movie that was. Oh, was it a veteran's Christmas the, the, with the captain lady who was in the Marines and she just got out? It could have been. Okay. I just remember the same guy <laughs> in every job behind her. She- well, he is one of the main characters. He's probably going to be in all the shots. He was an extra. He doesn't talk. <laughs> I'll have to watch that again. I'm wondering if that's the one. Anyways, let's move into our second segment, which is our Can't Let It Go. I would say, and I didn't write it down, and I I just had it. What is my Can't Let It Go? I don't remember my Can't Let It Go. You're going to have to do it first. My Can't Let It Go. Hallmark, what happened? No drama. Like, it was very simple it was just a story how about you do some more of that shit i actually like it when you don't have this drama that's just made up if it naturally occurs sure this didn't have to have any big drama she had like a question of her own mentality if she's ready or she had the little breakdown when talking to her mom but that wasn't really drama it was just like a her questioning where she was at in her life that's life i felt like that was a lot better than most of the shit they do i can't remember what my can't let it go is i should have written it down i will just have to say that my can't let it go is probably just the sentimentalness, sentimentality of this. I don't know how we're saying that. Apparently I need to go back to school. Uh, Dean is shaking his head that yes, I do need to go back to school. As if you knew how to say it too, did you? Oh, I can't talk for shit. <laughs> but I don't claim I can't. <laughs> 
yeah the movie was just really sentimental and just really sweet like dean said there just wasn't a whole lot to contend with in the sense of like things that were blatantly obvious really bad logical plot holes so i feel like that's probably my can't let it go that there was just no conflict it was just an easy smooth ride story on both parts for these two separate characters so yeah that's my can't let it go our last segment is as always our rating of these fantabulous movies we rate these movies on a scale of one to five christmas trees since this is a part of the hallmark miracles of christmas so i'm gonna start with my rating i'm going to give this one probably a three maybe like a two and a half to a three-ish. I love Allison Sweeney. I used to not. I think I said that before when I started doing the uh, podcast with the Chronicle Mysteries. She was such, she had such a mean character on Days of Our Lives that I hated her for a really long time. But she's fantastic in these Hallmark movies. Murder, She Baked is one of my favorite. I like the Chronicle Mysteries and I liked how she kind of had a little bit of baking in this movie. It made me think of Hannah Swenson from uh, Murder, She Baked. So kudos to you, Hallmark, for kind of redoing that. But she was really, really good in this movie like just super heartfelt and wearing her heart on her sleeve and she just did really really well with this character so that kind of made the movie for me in terms of likability and I thought the storyline was really nice um this guy kind of doing the search to find somebody who meant so much to him and um so that was a really really sweet aspect of it too so I would probably to be honest I'd probably watch this again it's probably not my favorite of them but um definitely has a lot of likability factor babe what are you gonna rate this movie i will give this movie a two it was an interesting story nothing wrong there uh i would say it's a very bland execution i missed parts of it didn't really miss anything i literally wanted to fall asleep several times it was just i will say it lacked substance it was just eh, put a little more stuff in there and not just filler scenes you know their little snowball fights and all that shit they always put in it but you know other than that it's just eh, very average yeah you might be right about that there wasn't like a whole lot of meat to the story where there could have been because i feel like this is a topic that you know hallmark tackles from time to time they're very supportive of the military and veterans so i I love that about hallmark but yeah i feel like it's one of those that they really could have made a lot more than they did they could have took it in some other places that they that they didn't so but again i feel like if it was on dean probably would not plug his ears and close his eyes this would be one where he may open up one of those right babe i'll be asleep in 10 minutes (laughs) never mind thank you guys so much for joining us for another another episode of Hallmark and Chill. Please rate us wherever you're listening to us at. We would love your support. And until next time, guys.